You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, March the 11th of 2021. I am St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, Lucas Smith the host of the show. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Thursday. Hope you guys enjoyed the Division Day special that was yesterday with Jeff Carr and myself. If you haven't checked it out, maybe you're going for a long drive this weekend or just a drive, a commute. Um, take, take a listen to it. It's a good time. Today's show will not go 40 minutes, so no need to fret or worry there. But I just we just have a hard time shutting down our conversation, do Jeff Carr and myself. So today we're breaking down a little bit of what happened yesterday in the Cardinals' 3-2 loss to the Washington Nationals. However, I will start today with something that I don't usually do, and that is a rant. Yesterday, Jack Flaherty, Max Scherzer were pitching. Spring training game. I get it. Not necessarily the biggest ticket item. I'm not saying this needs to be on ESPN. I'm not saying this needs to be prime time. But it's not televised. I don't understand how a team, or a sport rather, that is struggling, like baseball is, or at least, you know, slowing down, sadly, why don't they make an effort to make games easier to watch? Spring training, maybe maybe I'm losing my mind. Maybe I'm just such a diehard that I want every inning of every spring training game. And that's just me. Okay, let's say I accept that premise, which I don't, but let's say I do. Us as Cardinals followers, Cardinal fans, we know this problem all too well. And anybody else that has um, their team's broadcast on a Fox Sports uh, station. For us, it's Fox Sports Midwest. For all the research that I've done, my family has done, because we're running into this problem, of trying to find a streaming service that airs this station, only one we could find is AT&T. We've already left DirecTV because... Um, just too much for us. We are, based on where we live, DirecTV is the only other station that's offered. MediaCom doesn't have it, at least according to, to most checked, uh, um, stuff like that. We got YouTube TV. It was dropped. Pretty much right at, pretty close to right after we, we got YouTube TV. Then we got Hulu TV, and then the season got canceled. But we're like, okay, it's still on. And then Hulu TV was dropped from uh, Sinclair Broadcasting Group. And I don't know all the ins and outs and everything like that. Um, but it, it, it blows my mind um, that, that these games are not, not televised. These games are not easy to watch. I'll bet you I could find an NFL preseason game pretty easily. NBA preseason games were on ESPN. And I, I get it. Bigger market, money, where's money at? I get it. That's fine. But at least air locally on the regional cable channel. I mean, for crying out loud, and I, I like I said, I don't like to rant, I don't like to do this, but it, it, it's just borderline ridiculous. Especially when you have Jack Flaherty, Max Scherzer, pitching extremely well. Strike out five out of the six batters, or five of the, five of the six outs in the second inning were recorded via the punch out, and according to the two innings that I listened to on Nats Radio, which were somehow I got on MLB.com, don't know how, still confuses me, sounds like they were working pretty good stuff. I would have loved to see that. But instead, all we can watch are the post-game interviews. 
I'm sorry. There just needs to be an easier way to watch it. And then especially, you know, apparently whenever you get MLB.TV, you can only watch out-of-market games, which is which is great. Get more baseball. But what if you're in market and just need a way to watch your team play? It, it just needs to be easier. In a sport that needs more people watching, they need to have more ways to watch it. And I'm, I don't know if this is specifically Robert Manfred's fault, specifically a per- per- person in this position's fault, but it needs to be fixed. And like I said, I get that maybe I'm off my horse here on the spring training stuff and that spring training I, spring training games are not as important. I know that part for sure. But maybe I'm off my horse and just wanting, um, wanting spring training games aired. But I don't think I'm off my horse and wanting other games aired, regular season games, being able to watch those, not aired, um, the accessibility of it, because they're, they're all going to be aired, at least from the Cardinal standpoint. I just don't get it. But that's my rant. I'm, I'm done. I'm done, done being negative, because there were, there were some positives to talk about from, from yesterday's game. Um, so, but before I do that, um, tomorrow's episode will be... Um, most likely previewing tomorrow night's game um, against the Houston Astros at 5.05 uh, Central Time. Uh, Adam Wainwright selected to get the ball tomorrow. Um, feels weird not having baseball today. Uh, but Adam Wainwright, with his six punch-outs this spring, will be looking to improve on that mark. Um, but yeah. So, so that'll be tomorrow's look look for that uh, to, to preview that matchup and give my thoughts a little bit more in depth on Adam Wainwright. But but yesterday we're actually going to start with, with with the Nationals. Uh, Starlin Castro. I just want to touch on him for a little bit. Remember him, the old Cub, Marlin, Yankee, I think. How many hits do you think Starlin Castro has in his career? Starlin Castro is. How old do you think Starlin Castro is? If you asked me that, without looking it up, because I had the information in front of me, but without looking it up, I would have probably said 32, 33. Honestly, that, 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 that's what I would have said. Solomon Castro's 30 years old. Going to be 31 in a week and a half. On the 24th, two weeks, whatever it is. That's super young to me based on what it is. He, he's been playing since 2010. Um, Chicago, yeah, Chicago, New York, two years in Miami, and this will be his second season in Washington. So, like Castro was 31, other than last year, has never had a season with less than 145 hits, and 145 was, other than his rookie year, was is low. So, only no seasons less than 139 hits. Average always about 270 and up, two, a couple of 260s thrown in there. But he's got 1,600 hits. He's halfway to, over halfway to 3,000. I don't think Stalin Castro gets enough love. And I know maybe I should be hating him as a, as the ex-Cub and me as a Cardinal cover. I should hate Castro, blah, blah, blah. Hate Stalin Castro. <laughs> um, but I, I just think it's impressive that he can, he's gone under the radar so often, so much. And he's just really good. I'm I'm a huge fan of Stellan Castro. I really, really am. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. He hit a home run and a triple in yesterday's game. Um, home run off of Flaherty, triple off of Johan Oviedo. Good to see Oviedo get some solid work out of the bullpen yesterday. But 
Yeah, a lot of NL Central players in the lineup yesterday. You had um, Strong Castro um, with the home run, the triple. You had Josh Harrison. You had Kyle Schwarber. Um, Jordy Mercer, I believe, as well. Yep, Jordy Mercer um, on the infield. It's a lot of NL Central guys, which is kind of funny. But, um, but yeah, so so that, that's kind of my, my little oddball little comment there about how good Stalin Castro is. And, yeah, I just think Castro is underrated a lot. But this was another game for the Cardinals that offensively was a bit of a struggle. Starting to get a little worried, maybe. But also recognize that it's March 11th. So, uh, like we did the last couple of days, I'm gonna go, go through go through um, box score, talk about some guys that I might be worried about, some guys that I'm excited about, and then in the third segment, I'll talk about pitch or no, I'm sorry, in the second segment, I'm doing pitching, in the third segment, I'm doing offense. So uh, we'll start pitching, and you know, even though Flaherty, um, you know, gave up two runs in four innings, I think this is a big positive for for Flaherty. So talking about the Cardinal pitching staff from yesterday's game uh, coming up here in just a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by the wonderful people at rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on or how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com The Cardinal pitching was pretty good yesterday. Um... For the most part, they've been pretty good this spring. And uh, one more note before I get into that. If I were a betting man, I would bet on the Cardinal pitching. Um, and if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, uh, you'll be in the know on any sport betting that you need. Uh, you can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Um. So yeah, so the Cardinal pitching was, for the most part, pretty impressive yesterday. Um, we'll, we'll we'll start with Jack Flaherty coming off. Um, and I don't know, there there was really no other way to say this. A pretty bad start in his um, in his first start in in 2021 in the spring. Only able to get three outs, and those were across two innings because of the rollover thing. But two outs, the three outs, gave up three earned on four hits. He walked three. Not great, right? Um, but then yesterday, he was able to, to go four innings, only gave up two runs um, on, on the home run to Stolen Castro in that fourth inning, walked one and struck out four over the four innings. I was on a guest on, on, a, on a podcast uh, today, if, if you didn't see it on Twitter. Um, but Jack Flaherty, I think that the starting rotation pretty much be- begins and ends with... Um, with Jack Flaherty. I think that he is um, definitely, you know, he's going to start opening day and he's going to set the tone. 
right? I mean, yes, you're going to have Adam Wainwright, who is who might be be the leader, especially with all the years of experience. But you're going to have Jack Flaherty set the tone pitching wise, and it's not going to be a flip of the switch for him to get back to his 2019 self. Um, you know, yes, there was that one blow up start that ruined his numbers last year, but at the same time, you've got um, you know a, 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 an an underwhelming start in his first start. So he's working through some things and, you know, according to him, he was able to, to be a little bit better. And, you know, he, whenever he was asked how he, he think he did, he did not say I'm terrible and shut down the question like he did last time. Um, so I think that this was good to, good to see Jack Flaherty and to stretch out a little bit as well. I mean, we're starting to see guys go, we saw Martinez and Wayne Wright both go three innings in their last, um, one of their last starts. And now we are seeing, uh, J- Jack Flaherty go four innings. Um, it was the longest start of the spring for St. Louis, so that so that was good to see as well. And then you only had two other pitchers behind him. You had Johan Oviedo. We went two innings. He walked, none struck out three, two hits and earned run. I think Johan Oviedo. I mean, he was a guy that I got. I'll be honest, I got really probably overhyped about last year um, when he, he came up and pitched really well against the Chicago Cubs. Ended up with an ERA north of five in five starts in 24 innings. Whip, uh, 1.38, not terrible. People hit about 250 against him. Um, but yeah, he, he definitely underwhelmed um, after that that first solid start. I'm not saying that first start was overwhelming, but that first uh, first appearance against Chicago, rather, um, one of the earlier ones, the, the doubleheader, was, was really good. And you know, I definitely think he's got the stuff, and maybe he, he ends up being a bullpen guy, but he's going to provide some depth for St. Louis. Um, he, I think he has the option to start if the Cardinals have a necessity of that, which I don't see that happening this, this year. Um, but I would, I know I was so not throwing it out the window. I definitely think that, um, Oviedo could see a start or two in 2021, but nevertheless, it's always good to see guys get some outs in spring training, right? Um, obviously Oviedo did give up a run. He gave up a, a triple to Starlin Castro, who was, um, who that was, that scored a run, scored Harrison Bader. Or, I'm sorry, over. It scored Andrew Stevenson. Um, got my reading mixed up. But and then behind him, we, we have a guy that Jeff Jones tweeted out as Grape Blue Grapefruit League Cy Young, 25 year old, number 74, Thomas Parsons from Columbus, Ohio. Um, yeah, he he pitched um, a third of an inning last spring, and gave up a run. So his area is 27. But in six and a third innings this spring, he's yet to give up a run. Uh, four games, none of them starts. And if you look at his um, his other numbers, 2018, um, he had three three ERA, nine games started, 13 games, and he pitched at four different teams: um, Peoria, um, Advanced Day, Double A, and Triple A. Um, only one game at Triple A when he five innings um, gave up five runs, so not great. But he flew up the radar in 2019. Um, he had a sub one ERA in 35 innings in, at the at Peoria, sub three ERA in 42 innings. ERA was a little bit high in Double A and Triple A, um, both north of five and about 88 com- combined innings between the two. But shoot, this guy's pitched really well this spring. Um, there, there's there's always somebody, whether it be offensively or or on the mound, that surprises you. Right, and Thomas Parsons is the guy this year that has surprised me. I uh, wasn't expecting th- this effectiveness out of Parsons, but he pitched two scoreless yesterday and struck out two um, against the Washington Nationals. And yeah, maybe you can argue there were a couple more minor leaguers in there, but at the same time, Thomas Parsons is a minor leaguer, and you can't expect to advance without dominating the level you're at. So 
you know, if he's dominating the minor leaguers, so be it. That's that's a sign of improvement. So, yeah, only three pitchers to talk about, so not a whole lot, uh, but, but positive for the most part. Um, the Cardinals ran into to a to a tough task for the second time in, in Max Scherzer, um, and Max Scherzer, the the Mizzou alumni, alumnus, alumna. I don't know how to how, what a Latin grammatically speaking is correct, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but in his first start, he inning in two thirds, gave up two earned, walked two, struck out two. But this time out, pitched a little bit better. Three innings, struck out five, including striking out the side in the second, and didn't walk a soul. So um, then beyond that, bunch of zeros other than Harper and Bramer both giving up a run for Washington. But um, yep, Scherzer was was Scherzer. That there's no ifs ands or buts about that. It is what it is. But you know what, pitching. Uh, you guys are probably getting tired of me saying this, but this pitching staff is going to be good. I really do believe that. They've, they've got a lot of depth, and probably, to be honest, with the outside of, of us, Cardinal Nation, of, of the people who follow the team daily, it's probably unknown depth. And I understand that. People just don't know, and um, that's very not expected to know everything about all 30 major league teams, but I'm really excited about this pitching staff. Offensively, I might be getting a little concerned, um, but I'll talk about the, the Cardinal offense from yesterday as we take our final break to thank our wonderful sponsors. So uh, more on the Cardinal offense coming up in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine including MLB futures, um, including win totals for St. Louis and the odds to win the division. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. It's the only place we trust here at the network. And best of all, it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you enter the promo code Locked On, deposit $100, you'll get $53 for all of your betting action. I don't know about you, but I like free money. You can go to the website at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's March, and I know we've got some basketball coming up. However, we also have something called Built Bar Madness. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. They're amazing. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bars, all with 100% chocolate. But now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. Head over to BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore Bar on Twitter to vote for which is the best Built Bar of all the flavors. We are in the sweetest, or no, we are still in uh, the preliminary rounds, if you will. We have two more days of this. Today's options are caramel brownie versus lemon almond cheesecake or carrot cake with walnuts versus... No, I'm sorry. It's carrot cake with walnuts versus lemon almond cheesecake. And it is caramel brownie versus cherry barcia. I'm taking cherry barcia. And I'm taking lemon almond cheesecake to advance to the sweetest 16. The winner of caramel brownie and cherry barcia face off against double chocolate. The winner of lemon almond cheesecake and carrot cake with walnuts faces off against coconut chocolate brownie chunk. BuiltBar.com, we're not BuiltBar, Built underscore bar on Twitter to vote. Remember also to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20, LOCKEDON20, to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar.
Offensively, Cardinals um, might have struggled a little bit yesterday. Uh, and in a day that we saw regulars galore, for the most part, one through six, um, and including uh, nine as well with Harrison Bader. But real quick, if you do want to get the know on all the prospects, we've had Arm Layton on our show before. Um, he is minor league play-by-play voice and the host of Locked On MLB Prospects. That's the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. From team focus, farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest and up-and-comers in the game, Locked On MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team, a.k.a. the Cardinals. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so yeah, offensively, the Cardinals were only able to get two runs. Um, Five hits, those two runs um, coming by way of Nolan Arnado sacrifice fly and John Nagowski RBI ground out in the ninth. Arnado's sack fly came in the seventh. But, yeah, am I starting to get worried? Maybe a little bit. And, and again, we can take this up with a grain of salt. We'll start with, with, with the positive in the lineup, or I guess two positives in the lineup. That is Tommy Edmund went two for three yesterday um, with, with, with a double. Struck out once, but average above 400 this spring. OPS of above 1,000. Tell you what, I know that he's no Colton Wong. I, I get that. I understand it. But whew, he's impressed this spring and especially made some really nice defensive plays. And yeah, I just wouldn't wouldn't sleep on Tommy Edmund at all. So th- that's really one of the lone positive. Andrew Kisner also went one for two. Um, be behind him... Um, Tyler Heineman went one for one um, in his first, in his first at bat, but other than that, you had Lane Thomas go zero for two. You had Harrison Bader go zero for two, but Harrison Bader did not strike out, so that's a good thing. You had Paul Goldschmidt go zero for three, and Arnold Arnado go zero for two, but Arnado again with that RBI. DeYoung zero for three with two strikeouts. Uh, Carlson zero for three with a strikeout. O'Neill zero for three with a strikeout. Um, and again. Not to get too high or too low, right? Because baseball is a very long season with plenty of ups and downs. Um, so definitely no need to panic in terms of, oh my gosh, this is going to be the worst offensive year in Cardinal baseball history. Uh, no. But um, guys are going to take some time to get going. And there definitely are some positive signs. And if if Tommy Evan right now is the only one that's positive... Um, you know, at the top of the lineup, that that's not a bad spot to have your only positive lineup, your only positive contributor, right? Uh, and again, the Cardinals in the first inning were first innings were facing Max Scherzer, one of the best pitchers in the game, even at his quote unquote advanced age. Um, so you're going to run into to pitchers on good days as well. Over three years, Arnold's in scoring position, and they left one on base, grounded into one um, double play. Um. Yeah, seven strikeouts. It's it's that's that's not a lot. Five of those coming by way of Scherzer. So, uh, so yeah, and I, you know, I'm I'm still excited about what Tyler O'Neill brings. This one game does not change my opinion on Tyler O'Neill. Nor does this one game confirm that everybody who thinks Harrison Bader sucks that he sucks. Um, you know, and again, I, I try and toe the line with Harrison, right? I understand that there are a lot of you who like sabermetrics and advanced st- statistics that really favor Bader, especially defensively, or you're you're a little bit more traditional. You ha- you hold batting average in a high regard, strikeouts, which he does do a lot, and I understand that. I, I I'm trying to split the difference and not trying to get um pick a side on Harrison Bader yet because I do think that there's room. I mean, obviously there's room for improvement. I don't think anybody disagrees with that, but I think that that there's there's signs of good things to come. 
Um, and, you know, maybe the first game back for him coming off of injury. Obviously, maybe, maybe that was a factor in it as well of him still maybe nursing that barking right elbow, if you will, the way that the Cardinals are describing it. But, but yeah, and, and O'Neal as well. One bad game is not going to have me give up on him. Uh, I, I still think that Lane Thomas and Austin Dean are going to have something to say in terms of who makes this major league club and who's playing in the outfield. I absolutely believe that. Um, Nolan Arnato, you know, not he didn't get a hit yesterday, had a sacrifice flyer. Um, not losing my mind over him as well. Um, so I definitely think that we, we can still toe the line. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with me, your first-time listener, long-time listener, just know I try my best to not get too high or too low and, and try to look at things pretty straight on, pretty head-on, right? I think that that's what we're trying to do here. Recognize that people are struggling, but also recognize that it's March 11th, right? Um, so, yeah, so offensively right now, to be honest, is what it is. Everybody's going to be fine. Not concerned. We'll see who's in the starting lineup tomorrow. Probably going to see Carp in there. Um, I think Yadi will get, get the start, especially with Wainwright on the hill. Um, those, those are two guys that I'm looking for in the lineup. Paul Goldschmidt probably still starts. It's probably going to be a lot of regulars because even if you started yesterday, they're going to get the day off today because um, their next game is tomorrow. Once again, 5.05 start time. If you're in the central time zone, Adam Wainwright on the hill. Houston has not announced their starter at this time, early Thursday morning. Um, but, yes, so I'll be coming at you tomorrow with a preview of that game and my thoughts on Adam Wainwright. But that's going to do it for today's show. As always, follow the socials, LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. And my Twitter, at LJFastball. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe, stay well, have a great day.